News, views, opinions, and attitudes. Attitudes. There's actually uh, intriguing talk. You know, they talk about the news. And you have to respect them for that. You're listening to Right On Radio. You are indeed listening to Right On Radio, and yes, Jesse is back. It has been a long two weeks. She has missed being with me. I had to tell her to stop groveling, but she wants to live right in the real world, and this is the place where that happens, Jesse. Exactly. I mean, don't tell people about how I text bombed you saying, Jeff, please, let's do a show. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, it was a great two weeks, and... We're back, so I'm glad to be back and going again. And what a we couldn't ask for a better day uh, to be back. Yeah, and uh, today is a uh, is probably a, a significant date number wise because today is March the twenty second, which you know obviously has the numbers associated with it three two. Two. And when you hear the numbers 322, two, many people who are in the know relate that to Skull and Bones, the secret society that started in Germany but ended up at Yale. And today we are going to discuss that. We certainly are. And uh, this goes down many rabbit trails, Jesse, so I don't know where this show is going to end up. But somehow we're going to end up uh, giving God the glory at the end. Amen. <laughs> so It'll before be- we get into that, um, there's a video that uh, has been circulating. And if, if you're on our Telegram channels, and by the way, the links are in the description. Same with the links for our backup channels, because these videos don't stay up on YT for very long. But uh, they always stay up on Podbean, on Odyssey, and uh, the Tuesday and Thursday shows are streamed to Rumble, and you can always find them there. But if you are on our Telegram channels, uh, you have probably seen this bombshell video. Uh, It's about two minutes for those of you who have not seen it. Uh, And really, there's nothing to see. So if you're listening on Podbean, it is the words that are important. And of course, the words come from our friend, David Lester Strait. And Jesse, he dropped a bomb. Uh, Do you think it's worth people hearing? Absolutely. He's been dropping a lot of bombs lately. He has, and uh, we recommend you follow him lately, and we'll, uh, we'll certainly keep you up to date on it. But let's just play this short video, and then we'll have some commentary after it, because it is a bomb. Just bring up the screen. Here we go. Starting now. It says that John F. Kennedy. That's right. Q is the most trusted. There's only 200 naval pilots at any given moment on the face of this planet that are Q-capable. They are the most trusted. They can carry a nuclear weapon. No one else can. I heard that going off in my ear. Yeah, that's what happens when you talk about Q. Q is six military intelligence agencies led by the President of the United States of America. And a very, very special man that is helping, who currently serves as the Vice President of the United States of America. And it was kind of kind of fun to be on that helicopter that dropped him off on Mount Rushmore so he could stand on George Washington's head. Yeah. You're welcome. What's that? John. F. Kennedy Jr. Yeah. 
I, I got the privilege of being on Don Jr.'s helicopter with Gene Ho. Gene Ho is uh, President Trump's photographer. And, uh, and John Jr. on July the 2nd of last year. And we just flew him up on top of Mount Rushmore. Dropped him off and let him walk out there and Gene took a picture. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it's coming. So, Jesse, why is that statement important? And by the way, I do remember when that, because uh, Trump gave the speech and we saw that person on top and there was all yeah. the speculation that it was JFK Jr. But Jesse, why is David releasing this information now? Yeah, I I believe it's being released because they're about to, you know, start to release the bombs. Uh, not physical bombs, but, you know, the bomb of the information about all the child uh, transportation and movement of children that's been going on across the world. And, you know, listen, no one knows the future. We don't know the whole plan or anything, Jesse, but it just seems apparent to me that uh, the whole Ukraine thing is probably the catalyst final event because we know of all yeah. the, uh, a lot of roads of corruption lead right through Ukraine. It's cabal central, uh, you know, mm -hmm. uh, certainly with Joey B and Obama and all those guys, uh, you know, heavy, heavy involvement in this. And, yeah. you know, for David to be outing himself now, uh, and by the way, David, I sent you a text yesterday. <laughs> uh, David Lester Strait, please respond to me. You have my number. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we'd love to have him on the show. Love to have him talk and share things. Yeah, and David has uh, been a great resource of intelligence uh, over the last well, really since the beginning of the Right On Radio broadcasts. Mm -hmm. uh, they've been releasing a lot of stuff. Uh, some stuff, I think, was released purposely as misinfo because they have to do that. There's a war yeah. going on, and you have to mix in uh, because it's a game. And, you know, he is deeply monitored, has been since day one. He's been on three presidential task force Mm -hmm. Essentially, he has worked with Donald Trump directly on these things and been given the go-ahead to do many, many different things. Uh, he's been given soldiers to work with. Uh, Jesse, what do you want to add? Yeah, no, you know, I know uh, people I would encourage to follow on Telegram in different places because he's been going around, you know, giving some seminars and things that instruct people on, uh, you know, the constitutional law and uh, going back to that. So very, very yeah. brilliant, brilliant man when it comes to that stuff and, you know, lawful. <laughs> you know, probably the most in, in North America, for sure. He's the authority on being a sovereign citizen. He's been a sovereign citizen for over 35 years. Uh, I have all of his documentation. I got it from him on how to do this stuff. Uh, but I will say, and I'm not going against what David says by any means, but just my personal opinion, you have to be very careful when you go through those processes. And uh, many people, you know, they get a little bit cocky with it and they don't know exactly what they're doing and they end up in jail, <laughs> you know, uh, because let's face it, uh, when guys with guns show up at your door, uh, it doesn't matter what your rights are <laughs> necessarily. Right. right. And the other thing is because of all this stuff that is being exposed through this, I personally think that, listen, that we're, we're at this tipping point where, you know, the cabal falls or the cabal survives. 
And if the cabal falls, then the whole birth certificate thing should go with it. So Mm -hmm. is it a time when you want to divest all that time and energy into doing this thing uh, in the legal process? Or is it just a time to pray to God? (laughs) You know? uh, Right. I think think we're at that end point. You know, I think we're, just like you said with the first part, that we are watching that fall of the cabal. Yeah. And and as I, you know, I'm just going to keep repeating this because I, I really feel it deep inside, Jesse, that, you know, this year is the year that determines uh, when the tribulation will start. And God is sovereign over that decision. Uh, the enemy is rushing their plans. The enemy would like it to start now. Um, right. and, and God might allow that. He might allow it. We don't know. Uh God might give us a few more years. God might give us a hundred more years. That's up to God. But I'm kind of leaning towards the fact that it's not going to be a hundred (laughs) years. No, (laughs) I don't think we're going to have that long, but we pray for a few good years before everything, you know, goes to pot. So. So let's talk about the skull and bones. And of course, they have their uh, camp, their headquarters on Yale University's property. It's called the tomb. It has no windows or anything like that's creepy for a building. Um, But the person who started it, his last name is Watson. And he had been studying overseas in Germany and apparently found out about uh, this secret society and it was number 32. This is what I'm like. There's a lot of secrecy, so we don't know if all this is fact. Okay. I'm just an internet research guy, Uh, but they had the number 32 and then it became 322 when Mm -hmm. it came to the States because it was the second chapter of it. And it's also known as 322 because in uh, the 1930s, there were a bunch of students on the Yale campus who decided to storm the gates and break into it to see what the heck was going on. And they Mm -hmm. actually detailed what they saw. And inside the first corridor, there are three rooms. The first one was 322, then there's 323, and then there's number 324. So we expect that something significant happens in room 322. Two. Um, and then just even the numbers, Jesse, um, and we'll get into their motives and everything else, but let's just deal with the number 322 because when you add them up, you see something. Yeah, absolutely. Um, when you add them up, you get the number seven, uh, which also, you know, represents completion. Um there, there's just a bunch of significant things that go back to the numbers. Um, when you also like, if you're looking at the, uh, you know, Jewish temple, um, when you have the menorah, you have the three lights in the middle, and then you have two on each side. So that represents the seven spirits of God. So everything within, you know, their system is a mockery of, of God. So and let let's just call it what it is their their priorities have always been power it's mm-hmm. been death it's been the uh misinformation infiltrating being on both sides of the political spectrum creating chaos and gaining power through doing that and the end goal is the new world order and they believe right. that they are a big part of bringing it into completion and when you look at the members who have been there, they have played a big part. And mm-hmm. that is true to today. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. At those upper levels, you have, you know, we'll just call it as it is. We have Nazis who are, you know, high level occultists and, you know, are dictating what happens in our world and are connected to, you know, not just the educational system, but, politics, uh, the economy, finances, they're kind of running the show. Yeah, and so when you even go back to World War II, 
Uh, it was Skull and Moon's member, Holloman, who was a very uh, famous financier. And uh, even to this day, his legacy lives on in the United States. Uh, but he is known to be the one who funded the rise of Adolf Hitler. Very interesting. Skull and Bones. And so Skull and Bones, Jesse, uh, you think there's a Masonic root to all of this. Absolutely, I do. Um, first, you have, you know, the Ukrainian and German connection, which, uh, you know, I've brought out many times that my teacher in the system, uh, Nazi Michael Karkok, that his job title in uh, Hitler's army was Ukrainian Legion of Defense Leader. And what were his specialties? You know, different forms of black magic, working the spiritual gates. Um, so, you know, there's definite connections there between those things. And uh, yeah, I, you know, it's, it's hard because there's just so much with skull and bones. Um, some of the other symbology that really is important, um, you know, is that in German, it's called um, Kantkopf, which means skull. And also, you know, that's where they get the skull and bones. But in certain programs in the military, um, those individuals, you know, they'll, they'll have programs or a program specifically that's called Golgotha. So again, we have place of the skull. Yes. And so you've got a lot of the mockery that goes on with that as well. They're just always the opposite of God, opposite of God, you know, mocking. Yeah. And, uh, and God will not be mocked. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, judgment is coming. And uh, you can, <laughs> that is a fact. Judgment is coming uh, for these people. Well, for for all, but uh, particularly for some of these people. So we pray that they do repent while they still have time. But I, you know, when you when we talk about the Masons and stuff like that, and look, I I just use common sense and deduction uh, when I do research. So this is going to be somewhat opinion, but I think I'm right on this on how this particular society works. Yes. Can I bring out a little thing before you go into that too far? Because I think it is going to show how it works. Um, but when you break down, you know, their German comp, you end up with two Ks, KK. Um, now, they, they would use that term in a very derogatory way um, they would refer to, you know, others who were kind of in that same field or group, you know, or if they were like an opposing group in a different state, and if they got upset with each other, they would use the word kook, which has a K, two O's, and a K, which again, you know, it's kind of got that ideology of the skull with the two eyes when you use the word kook. Um, you know, so with that, then, um, it gets into some of the things, the methodology of a certain group that's run by, uh, private for higher government programs, um, you know, like the three letter agencies. So let's get to your opinion. I'd love to hear kind of how this starts to all fit, fit together. Well, when we look at modern day Masonic temples and stuff like that, not everyone who goes to join the Masons is a Satanist. Let's some are upstanding, sure. some are businessmen. Not. You know, mm -hmm. some are really there to do charity work, and they think they'll get an advantage in business. I think that's common knowledge among them. But what we find through the Masonic is it's kind of a testing ground to see which path you're going to go down. Can you go down this right. path or will you go down this path, right? And they always need some good guys to be the cover because, you know, they do good works and mm -hmm. different things like that. But it takes years going through 
the Masonic lodges to get your degrees to, you know, get into all the, the stuff that they do. So with Skull and Bones, first of all, you have to think of where it's located. It's at Yale University. Very prestigious area, uh, very corrupt area, uh, obviously. You know, we're talking, you know, the, it's got a lot of witchcraft uh, around that area, always has been. But what's unique about the way they run it is a person is selected to become a Skull and Bones member in their very first year at Yale. Mm. But they're not sworn in or do not come into the society until their final year at Yale. And then they're only in it for one year. So we have to consider who goes to Yale. Well, it's not really open for every American citizen. Let's just say that. Uh, It's an elitist school. And it's the kids of the elite who go there, and it's the kids of the elite who get put into the Skull and Bones. Mm -hmm. They're not chosen for no reason, like, you know, not because, oh, this guy's got really good grades. We should bring him into Skull and Bones. No, that has nothing to do with it. So every year, um, and so by the way, it was 1833. Well, the idea started in 32 but it was 1833 that it was established in Yale. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so it's been going on ever since then. And every year they bring in 15 new members, no more, no less, with the exception of 1946, where they only brought in 10 people. And we know this because until 1970, the members list was available. Mm Mm-hmm. It's not anymore. They've scrubbed it. But there's there still has been some whistleblowers and things like that. So why is it only one year long? That's the question that perplexed me. And, and Jesse, I don't know if you have anything mm-hmm. on that, or I'll just give you my theory. Well, I have stuff on the number 15. Um, you know, in order to do certain ritual circles, you would use five people. And then some, like um, in operating the spiritual gates, especially in the 1950s, they had gotten up to uh, being able to use 10 people, each representing a different octave and a different dimension and bringing forth a different sound to the circle. So it was very strategic uh, why they chose that number. you know, why is it only a year long? Because, well, you know, with all of their degrees, you kind of study them, you graduate, and then you keep moving forward. You're, con- you know, you don't need to be part of the little club. You are the club, and you just go forward and do your job or position that you've been chosen for after that. Yeah, and I'm glad you mentioned 15 because it's also take one and five, you get number six. Um, I'm no expert, but I just read this morning, uh, that 15 is a significant tarot card and it has to do with, uh, with kind of mind control and control over society and all those types of things. So, you know, it's also when they're chosen, you know, at age five is when you're chosen for certain positions and then you would be fully trained for that position by the age of 10. So it represents that completion of training as well. Oh, yeah, 5 and 10, 15. Jesse, you're doing math live on air. You have grown so much over this. Oh, thank you, Jeff. I I only have you to thank for that. (laughs) (laughs) So my theory is that it's only one year long for a reason. First of all, these are pampered little brat shit elite kids. Excuse my language. But these people, it it just makes me sick. And not every one of them becomes really active later on. Because people are people. And even though you're selected, I think it takes one year 
to break down who's going to go the furthest. And it all comes down to blackmail. This whole thing rides on blackmail. You know, mm-hmm. who, who's going to get with a kid? Who's going to, you know, listen, they're going to be videotaping. They're probably going to be sacrificing by the end of the year. And they're seeing who will go the furthest. So, you know, three or five out of 15, you're going to get set up really big. Right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, when you think of John Kerry, George W., guys like that, by the way, who are on opposite sides, but in the same club, didn't they run against each other in a presidential election? What a huge accomplishment for Skull and Bones. Yeah, it didn't matter who won, you know, they, it's all about their circles. But, you know, I would propose that I don't think it, it might be a way to show forth, you know, who, who is going to go the farthest. But you got to remember that, you know, from childhood, these people have been raised in the same ritual circles together. They're part of the same brotherhood. They have to keep each other's secrets, you know, so. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. But I just, I just kind of see this as a fast track, you know, because Mm -hmm. it is the one year. And then of course you're, you're in it for a long time. Uh, but you know, these people, it's just, and, and it's a separation. They feel that they are superior to you. And by the way, they are completely racist. They are. Yep. They are. So the other thing that's about 322 is there's often a false flag event that happens on this date of the calendar and yeah that's just, that's kind of weird how that happens every year huh <laughs> yeah yeah i don't think there's a lot of coincidences but yeah i think it was just uh what three years ago there was the terror incident in london mm-hmm. on this date and just throughout history there's always something that happens on this date and maybe this is the day trump's gonna ride in on the ufo jeff <laughs> maybe <laughs> with you know junior standing on top or something who knows <laughs> yeah I, and that, i'm glad you said that because i'm just kind of picturing surfing in on top of you right maybe they're surfing in together who knows <laughs> that, that's one heck of an entrance <laughs> but uh, you know i i do expect something and uh and i think that that like life has to get a lot worse before all this stuff comes down. We don't know how long that's going to take, but when we get signs like guys like David Strait coming out and saying these things out loud, putting his face out there, saying that he was on the helicopter that dropped yeah. off. Okay. Wait, um, which he's saying eyewitness account, you know, he was present. So he's testifying to, you know, well, he's saying that, Junior's still alive, and that you know we've got DJT still in office, and we've got somebody other than you know, we'll just call him Wincy Wincy Pensy um, as the VP. And so then you've got to ask, well, where's where's Wincy Wincy Pensy? You know. And, you know, just, I guess, about a week ago as well, uh, David Lester Strait said out loud that Hillary was executed and he has the transcripts of the tribunal. Yeah, he did say that. He's been dropping bombs, like we said. <laughs> and, and listen, uh, you know, as I said to Jesse, uh, He's either going to be proven to be very real and very credible, or, you know, he'll be proven to be not credible, uh, because these are very amazing statements he is making. Um, I'm personally leaning towards he is very credible. Yep, that's the theory I lean to as well. Um, you know, he does it with a sense of humor. Either that or he, he, I definitely wouldn't want to go against him in a poker game. That's for sure. No, no. Um, and listen. Who's, oh, God. I was just going to say, you know, it'd make me question who's holding the Trump card, you know? <laughs> what is the Trump card? Because it really has not been revealed yet. But 
Um, it might have to do with Ukraine, ladies and gentlemen. Um, it might. When Trump was at CPAC, he said that there would be news about Hunter's laptop in about three weeks. And it was pretty much to the date, yep. three weeks. It was exactly to the date. I was counting 21 days. Yeah. It, which so, is also the 21 day countdown. The 21 day countdown. Refresh my memory on that. What does that mean? Yeah. That was just something that had gone out on some posts um, that there would be a 21 day countdown. Well, and it's all starting to come out now. Of course, the media is starting to report on it. Uh, even the New York times did their thing on it. And, uh, but what has not come out publicly uh, is the kitty stuff and really brutal, brutal mm -hmm. uh, stuff that was on that laptop. And how do we know that? Well, the Chinese released it when the whole story mm -hmm. came out. They released every bit of it. Uh, look, I, I didn't watch the videos, but I've certainly seen shots of it. Joey D is in there, you know, everything. And uh, what what Hunter did in particular, uh, and again, I, I don't want to watch the video, um, so I'm trusting people who saw it, but it was absolutely brutal. He was put up to it by the CCP uh, as part of their non-disclosure agreement, you might say. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, not only was it with a young child, but it was breaking bones and all kinds of really, really brutal stuff. Yep, absolutely. I have seen some of the stuff. Um, yeah. Very brutal. Yep. Yeah, I, I've seen the screenshots, but this isn't something I even want. Like, I, I would never show them on air, obviously. I would never okay. save them to my computer, obviously. You know, this isn't, this stuff isn't human. Mm -hmm. You know, like. It's just pure evil and evil without bounds. And to think that, you know, even another country would ask for things like that as a non-disclosure agreement. You know, this, this is the kind of world I grew up in, you know, where the, it's just, there is no extent to the evil. And, and the more evil you do, the more you are trusted. Yep. Right. Like it's it's an honor system in the cabal. It, it's yep. Lord, Lord, break this. Amen. You know, uh, it's it just it's really time. And you know, I, I hate to say it. I'm just going to give you some of my personal feelings here, Jesse. Um, <clears throat> yeah. I got to be really, really careful on what I say here. But either this stuff starts to break or we take it into our own hands. And I'm talking mm -hmm. about going house to house with a bunch of people systematically, you know. Uh, and by the way, uh, not being violent, but certainly remove and try, <laughs> you know. Uh, and then end. And, you know, there's, there's hundreds, there's oh hundreds of thousands of us who feel the same way. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you, uh, geographically, we can execute. And I pray to God that this doesn't happen. But, yeah, well, that's what uh, uh, Arnett was doing there in Canada with their country. They started meeting in groups and holding tribunals. and. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. But they weren't getting the person in there to actually be tried. That's the difference. They were doing it and they were declaring this person was found guilty and they were staining them with it. And it was, it's very effective by the way. Mm -hmm. uh, but you know, when, when you look at some of these people like uh, dear Adam in Southern California, this guy, you know, uh, needs to have a rope around that pencil neck. Well, I think, you know, I think that as things are revealed, you know, they're going to know that citizens are not going to stand by and be silent anymore. 
you know? Well, and when this stuff comes out, uh, obviously, you know, citizens, like, we're going to be there to comfort the people who have been asleep. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, yeah. and, and look, we... I don't have a guarantee that this thing's going to work out, Jesse. Uh, I don't know if you do. Uh, perhaps you know more than I. But I think there's still a chance it goes either way. I don't know. I think I think we're too far down the rabbit hole. So. I, I want to believe that. And when you see the evidence of looking into the future, and by the way, just DJT saying 21 days, um, that's kind of looking into the future that yeah. you think that this is all planned. And when you see the movie sets that are producing this entire thing, you know, listen, give, but, but I'm not there with the physical proof. And that's why right. I have my restraint in, I've always believed that, uh, that there is a plan and, you know, we know where it comes from. And, uh, you know, something that's been making the rounds, and of course, we we said this over a year ago on our show, uh, actually coming up, yeah, actually right around a year ago now, uh, when we did the show on Somerset Belanoff. Yeah. But it was October 28th uh, of 2017 that Glamis Calling, Somerset Belanoff, posted... Q activated, and mm-hmm. then it was the very next day, the very first Q post showed up. So yeah. what does that tell you, Jesse? Yeah, it's, you know, it's interesting. And, you know, I, in all this, you know, we could go by what they say or what they're doing, but I have to go off of faith. And so, you know, I remember back to that time where the Lord literally delivered me out of the enemy's hands and asked me, you know, what do you, what do you want? And I said, Lord, I want them all to come out. Now my request was too small. Like I was only thinking of those, you know, who were in the system, not necessarily all of the children or uh, people around the world. You know, I was just thinking my group and you know, what I see happening is that literally the Lord is fulfilling his word out of Micah 4 and other places where he says, you know, those who've been afflicted, those who've been oppressed, those who are lame, he said, I will bring them out of the darkness and I will make them into a mighty army. And, you know, I see that, you know, literally he's bringing them all out and we're promised this great harvest before the day of the Lord or the day of the Lord's wrath, Um, you know, which we know those come as the Antichrist comes. So the way I see things lining up, you know, there's no way God's not going to do this big harvest. Yeah, no, God promised that and God, you know, is his word. So uh, that that's, you know, but we just don't know. Maybe that started, you know, six years ago. we don't know for sure the timing. I, I think we've been in it now for about a year. That's just my thinking. Yeah. But, you know, we also hear when we talk about Q and things like that about the alliance. And so when you think of the alliance, well, who is that really? And right. I think there's some people on the light side of the system. I think there's some people on the dark side of the system who are trying to mm-hmm. go into the light. And I think that there's some God-fearing patriots that are there too. Yep, I would agree with that. And so God is using, God can use all things for his good. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, some of these people want to get out of the system, as Jesse's been proclaiming for years, you know. Yeah. Uh, most of them didn't go into it on their own. They were dragged into it by their families, as Jesse was, and as countless others have been. And, you know, at at some point in time, even if you were brought into it as a kid, and that's all you know, at some point in time, there's an age of accountability between you and God. And, you know, so people still make that choice. Yeah, they do, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, they still choose to 
you know, walk away many times, not just once, not just twice, but it really is a wrestling between good and evil. And a lot of times it's easier for them just to go along with the flow of evil than to take the stand, you know, and do what's right. Well, because they don't want to lose their power. They don't want to lose their money. They don't want to be, oh, right. well, don't want to be killed. You know, that could be part right. of it, obviously. And But Jesse, let, let's just get back to Skull and Bones because there's a few more things that I know we want to get out. And, and by the way, ladies and gentlemen, sorry we got sidetracked. It's just that's what happens. We're having a conversation. And, <laughs> and we want to have an honest conversation before you and include you. And, uh, you know, hopefully, you know, we read a lot of the things that you guys post and stuff like that. So we also try to answer some questions as we go through this. But Jesse, there's a couple things uh, we had talked uh, just about three weeks ago about the Jedi program. And also mm -hmm. there's some stuff about the Smithsonian Institute that you want to bring out in relation to Skull and Bones. Yeah. Um, you know, my belief is that uh, the Smithsonian is very interconnected with Skull and Bones and uh, that they use it as their means to um introduce people who are in that system to some of these top, you know, whether they're called breeder programs or uh, programs that deal with animals. Um, I believe that there's a high connection there. Um, you know, I've brought out things in the past about the Jedi program and the military. You know, I would propose that, you know, think about you know movies they're always telling us stuff in the movies and we have you know movies that deal with gorillas where where are they they're in these mountainous places there usually is this big skull or they have an island with a skull that's not by accident you know they're trying to tell us that all these things are interconnected so, and we decided before this uh, program that we should do an entire separate program on this because of the depth of it. But uh, obviously what Jesse's alluding to is the planet of the apes. And Jesse, you're telling me that there really is a guerrilla army. That's what I'm saying, Jeff. And they have also used, uh, because they, they have intelligence, uh, by the way, we didn't come from gorillas, folks. Um, no. it's, what's the old saying? <laughs> um, from goo through the zoo to you. <laughs> no mm -hmm. thanks. I don't believe in that. Uh, right. but, but they do have high, some, they have some higher intelligence as far as animals go. Obviously, mm -hmm. that's been proven. But they've been under mind control and using them to channel and connect even with some entities right and it it goes down to um starts with the breakdown of the genetic code so think about you know what is half of our chromosomes as a human it would be 23 which is in that number 322 when you break down the, the primates uh, chromosome to the lowest numbers that it can break down to, you end up with the 22. So I would propose that, you know, that it is specific with this group, with the skulls, and, uh, you know, maybe there's even some things, connections with giants in there as well, which those are the biggest secrets that the Smithsonian, um, the art institutes, the, um, you know, other, I'll just say other connected groups, but those are the biggest things that they hide. Those who are in charge of, you know, forming the history of mankind, um, you know, so that they believe the narrative they want them to believe and not the reality of the way that things are. And they've twisted a lot. You know, they've, they've, you know, what they call fairy tales, um, you know, or fiction may indeed be actual real life, you know, documentation or, um, you know, stories about what really transpired at certain places or times. So, so 
Smithsonian's been changing the history and hiding a lot of stuff, and I think most of us have figured that out. But you just blew my mind with the chromosomes thing, Jesse. So I didn't know that gorillas had 22. Uh, and when they have 48, but when you break it down to the lowest denominator or the lowest number, you get the 22. That's okay. their code, yeah. And and of course, you know, 23 and me and stuff like that. It's the they trace the chromosomes. But what dawned on me is there's only one person in history, and it was proven through the Shroud of Turin that Jesus only had 23 chromosomes and that's significant that means that there was not a natural father it confirms the virgin birth and the impregnation uh mm -hmm. from the father god himself and so if they're doing the 32 or 23 reversed they're kind of what i'm picking up from this jesse is they're making a mockery because they're going to have the false christ and they're going to claim the same thing, obviously. Well, and we know like with their theories that they pushed with Darwin, you had, you know, the evolution of primate to man. But you're exactly right on with that. Uh, with these programs that they do, it goes from primate to man with only 23 chromosomes. So therefore, that's where you know, it leads into their program, which is called I Am. And under that would be Alpha Omega. And pro program I Am. Uh, so they're they're stealing the name of God because he is right. the great I Am. Tell us about I Am and then Alpha and Omega, how they're part of it. Um, I Am is... It's also, it's a project that the Voice of God project is under. So with that, um, you know, we've talked in some of our previous shows about the alchemy where they're trying to get the immor immortal stone. They're trying to turn themselves into the immortal stone. So basically it's the program where you learn to change yourself at a quantum level into uh, your spiritual body state um you know literally you can transform from that physical to the spiritual body state and uh you know you you are in that state of what they consider godhood at that point now is that gonna uh, so i i know that they're trying to create this false gold glow which is you know, mm -hmm. before Adam and Eve realized they were naked, there was something covering them. And so I'm right. assuming it was it was that that they're trying to recreate. But how does this work? Like how how do they become them spirit selves? Is this through like an astral projection thing? Or how how do you see that working? It's it's literally at a chemical state. Um when you uh, in the process, like it's, we'll just say it's a high, it's the highest form of blood magic. And so, uh, you know, the majority of our body is made up of water. And so they learn to, you know, release in that transformation. Uh, they will combine elements to release oxygen within the body. And when that happens, you're left with hydrogen which is in uh, a gas or we could say a spirit state and is the number one form of energy. Ah, uh, that all makes sense to me now. So. <laughs> <laughs> so it's releasing the glory from the blood, but you do away with basically the physical body. They, and they're so they're really getting rid of the water. Yeah, they're getting well rid of the, the water. oxygen. The oxygen. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the hydrogen and the oxygen would still remain, I would think. Which think about that. Um, everything for them goes back to you know. We've got the water and the fire, and so when you remove the water, what are you left with? 
fire. And so those are the two forms of the, you know, scripture tells us that the Lord is water. He's the living water, but he also is the refiner's fire. fire. Yeah. Consuming fire. So, so Jesse, in your estimation, have they pulled off this, uh, this feat already? With certain individuals? Yes, yes. Would these individuals be people who maybe are said to be dead, but you have admitted on the air that you're not convinced they're dead? Absolutely. Yep. And it may also explain, you know, the extinction of certain animals as well. Maybe they're not dead either. Maybe they're not extinct. Maybe extinction is a term, a class term that they use uh, when they've reached the ability to, you know, shift those animals solely to living in a spiritual dimensional state. Can you give me an example of that? Well, think about, you know, how many things are extinct. The unicorns, the dragons, the gorillas. Uh, you know, we could go on and on. How many animals are in that extinction list? Right. And and when you see the dragons, and uh, Trey Smith from uh, God in a Nutshell uh, does a really good job on this particular uh, subject, but... His conjecture is that there really were no dinosaurs. These were dragons. I I don't know. I would kind of, I mean, maybe the term could be interchangeable. Um, but there is a distinct difference in the kind, I would say, between a dinosaur and a dragon. And there's proofs the dragons were still here on earth until about four to 500 years ago. Yep. And there may still be some still proved to be here today. Uh, there's been several survivors who have come forward who, you know, claim being thrown into deep wells or pits for punishment in the system. And in those pits experienced seeing Dragons, dragons or serpents with dragon heads. Yeah. So are, are they chained or in, in the testimonies? Mm, not always, no. And so when I, I immediately think now of, you know, Harry Potter and them having the games and riding the dragons and things like that. Uh, Jesse, what are they trying to tell us through those movies? I don't know, but I have to question too. There's a there's some select military groups that are also called dragons or dragon riders. So, you know, you got you got to ask these questions. Like, what is the reality? Um, is everything that they do only through you know airplanes or jets or things like that, or are there other ways that they can move around undetected. So there was a, a, I don't know if it's a show or a movie, but I remember seeing the title because my daughter was kind of an adolescent at the time, How to Train a Dragon. <laughs> I've watched, I watched those shows, yes. My kids were into those as well. So is it possible to train a dragon? I would assume so. All right. So this is just me thinking toys again, because I, I love I love play people. <laughs> Listen, you only get one chance at life and you got to live. You know what I mean? Live right in the real world. Part of that for me wow. is adventure, game, uh, things like that. But I'm just I'm glad you brought out the games because there are games that, you know, do just that type of thing where... You know, they're live action role playing games. Their purpose is to train and to teach people. So, you know, there are games like D&D &D that, you know, or 
uh, what's one of the biggest ones, World of Warcraft. Oh, yeah. um, in there, how many creatures can you attain? And it, even in that game, you train that creature with a familiar spirit and you learn to work and go into battle, go into the spirit world with that creature. Um, you know, it becomes kind of a guiding spirit to you. So how much is th of that is based on reality of maybe real creatures or maybe through telekinesis online, you're actually connecting with these creatures without knowing that you're physically connecting to them. And I wonder how this ties into Meta, the new virtual world by uh, Creepo Zuckerberg. <laughs> Are you talking meta? Metaverse? Yeah. Meta. Yeah. yeah because, he's one of the yeah, principalities, but, or, you know, I guess not quite a principality, but a commander, but um, yeah, that where we're, we're learning to live interdimensionally instead of just in the physical world. That's what I'm, that's what I'm thinking with this. And, you know, we just think, okay, you're living on the internet, you know, is the way we're thinking, but I don't think we're seeing the full picture of it here. I think you're right. It's dimensional yeah. where they're going with this. Yep. They're just preparing us to think that way. Um, and of course, you know, part of the, uh, the cabal philosophy and what they've put out there and, you know, they advertise these, uh, what do they call them? The ascended masters and all this stuff. And, you know, they keep saying, and even on the tr other truther shows, you know, when, when we get to a global conscious level of 80, we're going to, you know, all, all this crap they put out. Yeah. But I, I think there's probably some truth to it from the light side of the system. And, you know, where, you know, if we look at, uh, at the whole Q movement, we've got the patriots in there who are fighting the great awakening, exposing the darkness, exposing this and exposing that. And then there's probably the light side workers trying to bring on this global consciousness and mm -hmm. there's this battle within the sex. That's the way I see it. Right. No, I, th I think you're right on about that. It certainly is going to be a great discussion, I think, for quite a while as things begin to unfold. You know, what do you do when you realize that fairy tales are not fairy tales? And in fact, they're a reality and you just haven't known it for a while. And that's where we are going, ladies and gentlemen. And what these people have planned is somewhat coming to fruition. Uh, of course, they've planned it out for thousands of years. It is starting to manifest. But even though they put out their plans, they execute, they're very well organized, they're massive in numbers, they hold all the power uh, as far as earthly wealth and armies and things like that. They command and control just about everything, your food supply, the air you breathe, you know, everything else, but they do not control the creator, the mm -hmm. one who puts all this stuff here. And no matter what, They've always had to petition God. They have to even include God in their, you know, little voodoo stuff that they do. And, man, I, I don't know how you guys have time to be occultists. You know, any occultists that are listening, man, get a life. <laughs> you know, go go, uh, go camping. <laughs> you know, do something. That would be good, uh, yeah. Some healthy, uh, some healthy activities. <laughs> <laughs> like, you yeah. know. Enjoy life enjoy life and uh and i think that's a real just a key message and we're gonna you know god created this beautiful beautiful place that we live in he created the you know the heavens above he created the earth he created you which is the most beautiful uh of his all of his creation and we know that because we are made in his image and you know, we can get caught up in all the darkness that surround us. We can get caught up on, you know, the, the satanic cal the calendar and we know we're coming into April and there's a whole bunch of stuff coming up and, you know, we can get caught up looking at all the dark stuff. But I just want to put a call out to you and say, let, let's, 
let's look at the good stuff for a little while. Let's put these people aside. Yeah, look, you know what? God's going to deal with them, and maybe God's going to call you and me to go deal with them at some point. We don't know where this is going, uh, but God is going to deal with them eventually. There's no doubt about it. And, you know, we get caught so much up in this, and, and maybe it's just where I'm at today, uh, Jesse. You know, we have different states of emotion on different days, and, you know, where I'm at today is honestly, I just, I just want to go listen. This morning, I'm walking my dog, and you know, because the signs of spring are in the air. I'm hearing mm -hmm. the birds and, you know, we're starting to see, you know, things come to life again. Right. And it's just, it's just, God created it so beautiful, Jesse. Absolutely. He did. <laughs> and it, that's what we should be doing, just enjoying his creation. And, you know, the other thing, I'm just going to tie it in because, you know, we always have to be taking action. And so we're not saying get your mind off the game, but, you know, we've been teaching for a year and a half on this broadcast that your thoughts have power. Mm -hmm. And God hears every one of your thoughts. Uh, so that might change your prayer life if you just consider that statement. Uh, God considers every one of your prayers a thought. And, you know, just even even just this week, if you can go out and take a walk and just thank God for the beautiful things that he has done in this world and thank God for the health if you have it and and actually yeah. thank God for the challenges that he's given you because it's made you the person who you are now and maybe you've been strong and you've come through a fight with something or, mm -hmm. you know, maybe you've recently even had someone, a loss in your family and that's really tough, but these are ways that God God uses to strengthen you. And mm -hmm. you might not see it right now, but because you just had that loss in your family, you're going to be that much stronger for uh, for the person who's coming up under you or, or someone else. Or, or maybe it, it gives you five minutes alone with God and his word, Jesse. Right. <laughs> I agree. And Available on Amazon. <laughs> five minutes of grief with God. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, we, we have to draw closer to each other in, in this time and just really be thinking, you know, beyond ourselves, I guess that's the best way to put it. How can we that. make every moment, a moment of ministry to impact the world? And having said that, I think that's just like the, uh, it would be the perfect ending, Jesse, if you had included one final element. Just give me that statement again, and then I'll throw in the, because the cabal always hides the element. I'm not saying you're the cabal, you're not. <laughs> but yeah, but making the most of every moment to impact the world for God. Is that what you were going to put in there? No. No. I was going to run the commercial. <laughs> Did I get the element wrong, Jeff? No, I'm kidding. Your patriotic <laughs> shopping and stop giving money to the cabal. Take <laughs> every moment and try to redirect your mind away from the cabal. And one of the ways is to join our movement with mylibertystand.com. Right now it is only for North America, but it could be as early as next week that we can be opening up other parts around the world. If you have not signed up, you got nothing to lose. One of your fellow listeners is going to have a 15 minutes with you and take you around as a concierge service. It's an enjoyable process, ladies and gentlemen. So sign up today at mylibertystand.com. Nicely done, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, it's a, I'm a little bit out of practice on it. I haven't been doing it much in the last couple of weeks. Right. Yeah. But, you know, we have, a, so we have a lot of people in our organization who jumped in early and that they kind of depend on us uh, getting people to come in because quite honestly, they can get compensated. That's part of how we're making a, a kingdom economy, you know, and by the way, there, there's an opportunity for you still as well. If you wanted to do something part-time, and make a little bit of extra. There is definitely a way for you to do that. Uh, but it all starts with going to mylibertystand.com. 
Jesse, any final words before we sign off on this Tuesday broadcast? I would just encourage people to go back, um, you know, go back again to that uh, white gold Texas tea, or I think we called it black gold Texas tea episode. Be watching everything forward from there. Um, you know, we're really going to get into breaking down a lot more and it will help you to understand, you know, as you see things happening, the process behind that. So. And speaking of which, I got a note from the professor yesterday. He's wanting Ooh. to continue the discussion. So we'll have to uh, talk about when we'll have the professor back on. But we'll definitely have him back great. on because he was great. Uh, really great guy. All right, Jesse, you know I've changed the ending of the show one more time. I've added family back in by request. Okay. So, so, so I just so you know, I cut it out. Because after watching Dewey do the Saturday night uh, sermon, and it was love your neighbor as yourself, I thought, okay, I'll yeah. take the family out. Because neighbor kind of covers your family uh, as well. But people and said no. They wanted the family in there. They like yeah. your statement, Jeff. So we just make it bigger now. And that is love your God, love your family, love your neighbor as yourself, and make a difference in your community.